Hello, everybody. Cal Banyan here on calbanyan.com, and we're back with another episode of Hypnosis, etc. And what we're going to do is we're back with Celeste Hackett, my very first co-host, and I'm going to do kind of an interview on her today about her particular practice, because what she has is a very successful out-of-her-home hypnosis practice, probably the most successful, at least that I know of, in-home hypnosis practice in the world. So we'll see if we can grab a few nuggets out of that. A little bit more about Celeste Hackett. She's been doing uh, hypnosis for 15 years. She's been certified as a five-path certified hypnotist for 15 years. She writes for the National Guild of Hypnotist Journal. She writes for the five-path International Association Hypnosis Professionals Journal. She speaks at the convention. She's spoken at the National Guild of Hypnotists Solid Gold Weekend, and she is a leader among hypnotists. She's received the highest award from the National Guild of Hypnotists, or one of the highest awards. I don't know which one is exactly the highest, but the Order of Braid, which uh, really has to do with contributing to the organization, the profession as a whole. How are you doing, Celeste? Hey, Cal. I'm doing fine. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be back um, with uh, Calbanians, Hypnosis, etc. And I'd like to introduce Cal very quickly. He's just a brilliant hypnotist, probably the best hypnosis trainer in the world, and trains people who want uh, to be hypnotists all over the world. Now he's doing online classes and he's uh, a revolutionary as far as I'm concerned. He's changing the face of hypnotism in, uh, in the world. When they, like a, Well, like my husband says, Cal Banyan is to hypnosis what Elvis was to music. <laughs> That's you, Cal. <laughs> okay. Hunka hunka burning hypnosis oh, over here. Yeah, well, but one more thing I want to say. He's also a man who loves to eat cheesecake. <laughs> Do you see that? That's right. There's some cheesecake right there. We were just trying to make and, you feel jealous. Uh, that's exactly what they were doing. Maureen sent me this Gonzalez cheesecake. That's right. Mm, that that's does right. look good. I love. They know I love cheesecake. Mm. Anyway, hi. What's going on? What you got in mind for today? Oh, I want to get into your head this time. Dear Let's God, see that's here. a dangerous place. I know. I know. So I'm curious. Like, where did you get the idea to become a hypnotist? Hmm. Um, that goes away a long way back. That goes back to my mother um, hypnotizing me to stop sucking my thumb. But I didn't know it was hypnotism. She didn't either. But I knew that something special happened. And I was about nine years old. And I also used to hear her talking to my aunt on the phone. They both had six kids. And I, I guess I was a pretty observant kid uh, in, in this way because they would talk about how they were like changing their children's minds in order to be better behaved. And I was, I was really watching that. I found it fascinating. And I think really the um, impetus to help people make positive changes probably really, truly started there. Later on, I um, got into Norman Vincent Peale's um, The Power of Positive Thinking and stuff like that. So that was all about how to change your mind and change yourself. And I started want, wanting that for others because it helped me so much. And then I, uh, and, and all those books, a lot of those books in the back, when all else fails, you should try hypnosis, it would say. And I was always curious, so sort of seeds were planted. And then uh, later on, um, it just it was one of those things where you have the subconscious just present you with something and it's shocking to the conscious mind, which does happen with uh, different parts of the mind that are very separate. I, I wanted to a new career. And then one day, uh, hypnosis came up and I knew I was supposed to do that. So that's, that was a, a, another story where I was looking at a magazine and I saw training and all of a sudden I was like shocked that I knew that's what I was supposed to do next. It's pretty cool. 
So when, what, how do other people re react to you start laying the word out? I'm thinking about becoming a hypnotist. What was that like? Well, I drive people crazy with my wild ideas a lot. So that was probably just another crazy thing Celeste was doing. My, my parents, uh, my mother was a nurse. My sister was a nurse. My father was more or less a postman. Uh, they weren't really interested. They weren't interested in Norman Vincent Peale's power of positive thinking. They, they told me to put that away. Because, well, they didn't say put it away, but they said, um, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> so... I'm eternally optimistic and I just knew there had to be more to life than being able to change and being able to really be free and to live. And um, I was always kind of looking for a way to better myself. And so when I started on this, they, I don't know really what they thought. At some point they poo-pooed it several times. And then over time, because I kept talking about my results, I was making money. My mother started, uh, my father, oh, I made a recording for my father when he was sick. He listened to it. It helped him. It was just direct suggestion, but it helped him to sleep and to get his appetite. So they started getting respect, and then it was built that way. And my friends, uh, they thought it was cool, you know. Christopher, when I first got married, really didn't think it was going to work when I started this business. But then he saw it was taking off, and he sure didn't want to mess up our marriage by saying anything negative. So he kept his mouth shut. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, now, now he's helping me run the business. Awesome. So what was that like for you to be turning people around to becoming believers in what you were doing? Well, how'd that feel for you? In the family? Well, you know, it really hurts when they don't. Yeah, I took it very personally and tried not to take it personally. And I get mad and I get sad and I feel all alone. And, and so then when finally, you know, it's like, oh, she actually said this or my mom said this. My mom actually told her daughter, I mean, told his, her doctor, the doctor said, you're pretty good for 85. She said, my daughter's a hypnotist. She won't let me think negatively. And I was like, yay. I felt very, very good. Very, very nice. So look, there you are. You said, okay, I'm going to become a hypnotist. What kind of practice did you have in mind? Were you thinking about being in an office or in your home? Or like what kind of stuff was swimming around up there? I always wanted to help people. And so I was thinking about how I could use it to help people. But Honestly, when I first took the class, another thing was running concurrently, which was I was into Norman, I was not in, I was into Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, and I was thinking maybe I could use hypnosis to become more present, but another, as I got into the class more, my radio career was ending, I started wondering if I could make a living doing hypnosis, I wasn't really sure about that, did I answer the question? So, okay, cool. Yeah, I think so. And let me just take it a little bit further. So then you, you graduated, you, you took your first course from a more general kind of course, and then you, you found me and you did the, the five path course. And then what did you do like right after you graduated? From your course? Yes. Uh, first I came back home. Yes, I came back home and I started putting a website together. I studied all the stuff because I bought everything that you guys sold in terms of ongoing training material. So I started going through that and it was overwhelming at first, you know, that's why I started the study group on some of the materials that you produced because I thought if I had someone to go through it, that'd be helpful. But, um, but uh, set up my office with the chair and organize the material and what I thought I should be saying when I'm with these clients prayed that it would work did my seventh path self-hypnosis, tried to do some positive thinking and, you know, some mental visualization. And, but a good deal of the, of it was really setting up the website and just collecting the needed items like a chair and, 
you know, for the, cl the client a chair for me setting up the office. And I didn't know if I was going to be doing hypnosis recordings or not. So I had a kind of a little bit of a recording studio in there and that kind of thing, computer. All right, this is going to be fun. Tell us about your first office. Okay. <laughs> so we were, I had, I was newly married for about a year and um, the, we didn't have a lot of money. My husband and I had made a lot of money and we both lost our money. And so we were coming together to rebuild and we were pretty exhausted. And uh, we, so we, we were living in a small apartment in Plano, Texas, and it was uh, three flights up by a dumpster. And we had this little room that wasn't even quite the size of a bedroom. And I decided to do hypnosis sessions in there. And so um, it, was, it was just in an apartment. Kind okay. Of, so in, a nice, in a nice area of town, though. So. Yeah. So tell us about your first client. Do you remember your first client? I, I, Christopher was actually my first client. You know, you're not supposed to be working on your, um, on your family members, but I actually got your book, um, hypnos Hypnosis and Hypnotherapy. Is that right? I, I get that one mixed right. up with the hypnotherapy one. And I saw how you were doing some things in there. So I decided to see if I could do that. So I was reading your book and applying them to him and it didn't go very well. <laughs> I didn't have the class, but it was interesting. And Christopher is a great hypnotic subject. So, I mean, he went into hypnosis and he did get some interesting stuff. I don't remember what it was, but enough to scare me not to ever do that again <laughs> for a while without training. And then I, uh, I had hypnosis clients from my apartment. I put a, a note on the bulletin board by the mailbox saying um, stress hypnosis and self-confidence hypnosis. And I planned just to do direct suggestion. And so I had some hypnosis clients come for that. One of them is still a friend of mine today. Cause I didn't know you can't be, you're not supposed to be friends with your hypnosis clients. And then um, after I got the, class that was in October I decided to open my 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 doors uh, January 1st 2006 the class was October 2005 um, I know I had a, a paying client I can't remember I think it was a very difficult one right away there were three that's come to mind one was a um, a man who wanted to he was a multimillionaire and he wanted to be more successful and I was terrified because three flights up by a dumpster in an apartment. And I thought he was going to wonder why I'm here and all this. I was not able to help him, but he was so happy because he lost 10 pounds. So I couldn't help him make more money, but he lost 10 pounds. And he said it was from watching the secret language of feelings video. <laughs> and then, um, and then there was a lady who wanted to stop eating at Panera bread. She'd go to Panera bread every day and she'd eat at Panera bread. And I was not able to help her. And then um, there was a lady who um, was just an emotional mess that I was not prepared to work with or for. But I, all, these, all these clients I was learning, they were teaching me. I gave them extra sessions so they couldn't be mad at me. So I'd give them extra sessions if it wasn't going well. I'm like, well, sometimes this takes too long. So I'll tell you what, uh, let's just do a free session. Just come back next week. It's on me. And I kept doing this. So they couldn't be mad at me if it failed. And in the meantime, I'm learning things all the time, going to the five path message board and, you know, writing out, but they would, um, early days, they would um, get something out of it. You know, who knows, maybe they would just be more optimistic or maybe they would get some relaxation or, or maybe um, they, you know, they would uh, deal with some anger or something like that, but they weren't getting what, you know, the kind of results that we get, I can get from them now. 
So looking back, sometimes I think, well, I wish I could go back and redo those sessions. Mm. So now you, you, you had that humble start and it, it, you, just with guts, right? So I'm going to keep doing it. You know, you really didn't have a whole lot of their options. So you're going to keep doing it. Right. And then you started getting better and better. When did you start realizing like, gosh, I'm getting this. This is this, this I'm, I'm really getting this. Well, between trying really, really hard and getting this, uh, there was there was a lot of pain, you know, because I I had to make money, and so I was, like you said, humbled and embarrassed a lot of times, or and trying to talk myself into keep going. I I tell the story. I know you've heard it before. One time I couldn't find the the initial sensitizing event, the start of a person's problem, and I tried and tried and tried. I must have regressed that person like five times. He was very patient because uh, he kept getting some things and he was like, oh, I forgot that wallpaper looked that color. So he was pretty interested in going back in time and revivifying his life. Mm -hmm. So luckily, you know, it, you know, I was getting something, but, you know, I couldn't figure out what what to do or whether I had ISD. I, and I, anyways, I was just a mess. I was a basket case about it. And I just cried and cried and cried. And I told my husband, Calbanian lied. This doesn't work. And I don't know why they have that message board. They're all liars and I hate myself and I hate them. And I just, I just collapsed into a, a ball of tears. And my husband said, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, good, I'm done. And I, I was really done, which was great because it gave me a break. I was a relief. I was like, oh, it feels better. I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> and I went to bed and I went to sleep. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I realized something I needed to do that would make all the difference in the world. And I was back into it again. But um, to answer your question, I don't know what happened, but something happened where everything clicked and worked and I knew it and I felt that feeling that you get when you know you've done something really cool, they're very happy when they leave, you know it's gonna make a difference. They walk out the door, I shut the door and like a lover, you know, who's just had the, you know, kiss from her boyfriend or something, I fall against the door and I'm like, wow, Christopher. I'm a hypnotist. I'm really a hypnotist. And he's like, of course you're a hypnotist. You've been a hypnotist. I'm like, no, I'm a hypnotist. <laughs> right. You went from that striving student to, to really the functioning professional, right? Well, I was certainly getting there. I turned some kind of corner that day. There was certainly way more that I needed to learn. It might have been that I had an easy client. I don't know. But, you know, things clicked. I knew that I was doing things right. I could feel that. When thing, you know, that feeling when you, when you know you're hitting the right marks and they're going to change and they are changing and they're saying the right things. So, yeah. Can great. you squeeze in real quick a, like, a really, really cool quant, a client that you're kind of proud of because it was in one way or another very cool? Well, I, I recently had a, a weight loss client. Uh, she was just very, very, very overweight. And... Um, I did all the stuff that we normally do with weight loss. I mean, weight is weight problems are going to be caused by, you know, emotional eating, or they're going to be caused by habits, or they're going to be caused by things that ideas that just went subconscious. And um, to, un to, to uncover her reasons why she ate, they were just amazing. One of them was that she would get into this, um, this competition with her dad to overeat because she wanted to be close to him. He would bring it on and, and they would eat and see who could eat the most. And, she, wow. and uncovering that further, it was because he favored her brother 
and she loved him so much and wanted his attention. So that was, that was really big. But then when we uncovered even more, when she was born, her mother was trying to lose the baby weight. And he was saying things to her like, who are you trying to lose that weight for? What are you trying to do? Get a man? And so she internalized all that, that that would not make daddy happy. So um, any, any kind of trying to look pretty at all or, or trying to, to look good, she, she put that far away from her. And so we, we worked on that. And it was just really incredible to see those changes. And then the, the last thing was anger at him because she was, she was still overeating. Well, actually, after we fixed all that stuff, she had a few days of not eating for the first time ever, not overeating. And then all of a sudden she started eating again. Some anger was triggered with her husband that went back to her, her anger at her dad. So once we fixed that anger at her dad, um, that, that just changed everything. And it's going to be cool to see. I, I want to keep in touch with her because this is a lot of weight. And I want to, I want to see it all the way through. And it's very exciting when you can find these hidden things that would never, ever have been found. She had put them so far away. And, the, and, and the, using the five-path method of, especially, you know, the way we do age regression, but also just being alert enough when she said something for my ears to perk up to go check on that too, right? Because Absolutely. sometimes they'll say something to you in, in the pre-hypnosis interview, the time before the hypnosis. And she offhandedly commented about her and her father having this competition. So I'm like, I'm following that back. I'm going to go check that out. You know? mm -hmm. So it was, it was uh, just, just incredible. Wow. I, I really liked it. A lot of people don't want to work with weight loss, but man, it can be really interesting. Well, it's really nice about weight loss is it's quantifiable. You know, it's <laughs> not like, it's not like they say, well, I think I feel better. You know, they can jump on that scale or they can put that belt on one more loop or, you know, whatever. So here's one thing else. If you don't mind we're talking about your business, were there like particular milestones along the way where, you know, you saw your income bump or, or, that kind of thing as a business? You know, as your confidence grows, you raise your price. You raise your prices. And that's what happened to me at first. I, I thought asking for $100 a session was an incredible amount of money, especially since I really didn't know what I was doing. But I jumped in there and asked for it anyway, about $100 a session. Or they could pay up front in full for five sessions, and it would be $3.95. And uh, the first year, just kind of learning how to do this and taking those clients and feeling inadequate and then feeling good and then feeling the ups and downs of learning this, taking it too personally. Like I said, I wish I had known it wasn't all about me, just to care about them more, not so worried about you know, what I, how great I am. I would have been a lot better. It would have taken a lot of pressure off. But... Um, uh, the first year I made about 30,000 and I was, I thought, oh my God, this is like a part-time job. And I made $30,000. How incredible is that? Now, how many and clients I, were you seeing a week at that time? I mean, you know, I'd have to do the math. Um, I, I know I was, uh, first it was probably a couple of weeks because I was studying mm -hmm. and seeing clients. Then I, I remember it got to like about four times, four a week. And then I don't know if it was that year, but I was seeing about two a day, five days a week. And that seemed like a lot to me at the time. Mm -hmm. Now I yeah. see four clients a day, four days a week, but COVID-19 has sort of messed that up. But usually that's, that's what I was doing, which is a lot of clients for this kind of work I, I'm finding out. But I, I just got used to it, I guess. Um, and then, and so every year my, my income increased. I think the next year I went up to 45,000. I'm like, you mean I made 15,000 more dollars? 
and I, you know, I raised my price a little bit as my confidence built. When I got to um, 150 a session, I thought I, for a, I stayed there a long time. I thought that no one should make more money than that. <laughs> and and uh, I think that was like 75,000 a year I was making. I was blown away. Um, my last year in radio broadcasting, I had made about $125,000 uh, in, in my very last year of radio. So my goal had always been doing sessions to, to at least make that, or at least 100000 at least six figures, and that was always my goal. Then um, I went up to, I think I, 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 think I, I lost some income um, in 2008 when a lot of people uh, we had the stock market thing going on, and then I went down from seventy-five to sixty-five thousand. But then the next year, I think I went up to like eighty-five, and it kept growing. And then uh, last year, I made one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars working out of my home. I that blew me away to see that, and that's just doing sessions. Well, I also can say for that is the heck with radio. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Plus, it's, it's just so, I love it so much more than radio. It's so much more fascinating and interesting. You're helping people. You see, I mean, I'm addicted to seeing that transformation. That's why we do it. You know, you see the before and then you see ta-da, the after. And it's like, wow, what, what, I'm so grateful. What a, what a one privilege to see that, to be there in those moments when they make those, those clients make those shifts. So just beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, I think our time's up. Why don't you just wrap it up any way you want? All you did right. really good, Celeste. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I enjoy this. It's been a while, and it's uh, it's been just such a journey over these years to interact with you. And you and I have done so many things together, Cal. And I just really appreciate your friendship and Maureen's friendship. And Christopher loves you, too. And uh, so I guess that's it for, for this uh, hypnosis, et cetera. I'm Celeste Hackett. You can go to my website at familyfirsthypnosis.com. Set up a free consultation if you want some hypnosis sessions. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you, Celeste. And I guess I can mention too, I do sessions online. I'm a working hypnotist. And uh, I think that is what makes me, uh, part of what really makes me a good trainer is I'm still in the trenches, still learning, uh, growing, and developing the five-path system. So I uh, want to see in class, check calbanion.com. All my schedule's on there. It was there last year. It'll be there next year. All right. That's it for now. Calbanion. <laughs>